0: One, two, three, four, woo!
1: Welcome to Me and the Geek, a weekly geekly conversation with a different geek for a peek into their geeky world. You know, way back when I first thought of this show, I knew that I wanted a way to interview and to have conversations with some of my friends and people that I respected in different industries about their passion. That's the idea of this show. Every week we uh, poke into somebody's life and get an idea of what they're working on, the uh, ideas that inspire and excite them, whether that be something as uh, silly and frivolous as a comic book. Uh, hero or uh, movie or all the way up to uh, micro manufacturing and distributed uh, manufacturing the future of um, building things in this country and the world we're going to be talking about that in an upcoming episode uh, but one of the problems that I had as I imagined how to do this show these fingers crossed paprika burgers big day today Jamie gets
0: his exam results I hope he's done okay he's worked so hard So I'm making my paprika burgers for when he gets home. They were lucky last time. I add red onion and paprika to the mince. Then I top with jalapenos. Well?
1: Make your own burgers with our Tesco finest Aberdeen Angus beef. Food Love Stories, brought to you by Tesco was how to get those conversations in a format that you would want to listen to. Lots of my friends are technologically adept, and they've got lots of great hardware. They've got microphones and computers, and they know how to put those two things together and use them. Uh, They've got a great room to record in and the know-how to send me the audio file in the end. But some of the folks that I wanted to talk to didn't have any of those things. That's where today's guest comes in. We're going to be talking to Tim Sinclair. He's the CEO of Ringer, and it's an app that completely inspired me the first time that I heard about it, and I knew this was going to be the method through which I could bring this show that I had uh, an idea for and a dream for to life. So that's what we've done. I've been using Ringer now for a few months, and every single interview that you've heard on this show so far has been conducted through the app. Uh, we're going to talk to Tim about the genesis of this idea, where the company and, and the product itself came from, but also what's behind it and what the future of Ringer has for you and for especially people like me in the audio industry, whether that be traditional radio or podcasting. Very cool stuff. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, As we talk to Tim Sinclair, the CEO of Ringer. We're talking to Tim Sinclair. He's the CEO of Ringer. It's R-I-N-G-R. You can look it up in the App Store today, but it is a very cool app. I've mentioned to you a few times if you listen to any of my podcasts, Uh, but this is a a really cool thing that I'm excited about, and I wanted to share it with my audience for all the ways that you might find it useful, but also, just so you know, uh, there are uh, people out there that are striving to make our technology not just more fun and interesting, but actually useful. Turn these uh, supercomputers that we carry around in our pocket into tools, not just uh, entertainment devices, Tim, thanks for spending some time with us today on on me and the geek joel it's uh, it's my pleasure you've been a uh, an early adopter of the
0: technology and have been hugely helpful in helping make it better and uh, we really appreciate that
1: well it's it's really making my life a lot easier uh, Tim so i don't mind spending the extra time and, and the occasional hiccups that we've come across in in the betas and the different versions that i've tried have have been few and far between and and even with those hiccups the Light year change, the light year difference that this is from the way that we used to do long distance interviews and try to put them together and get the best audio quality available, it it really is night and day and then well worth any of the hiccups or the bumps that you come across in the process, in my opinion. Well,
0: there have really only been a couple of options in history. Either you get a phone patch and record a phone call in a studio, which sounds awful on the interviewee's end. Or you try to set up on desktops or laptops, Skype, and you get a third-party recorder, and you pay for that, and then you try to record that. And um, This is really, I think, the first time that just using your mobile device You can record a conversation uh, with anybody anywhere in the world and have it sound like you're in the same room at the same time.
1: And you, I was just about to to ask you to explain it for our audience in case they have missed me talking about it before. They are not familiar with the app, but you did a great job of it. It's just that. This is a mobile application that allows uh, two people to reach each other and not only carry on that conversation, but to record that conversation, both sides of it in really uh, high-quality audio so that you can use it, whether in a radio broadcast or a podcast or just for archival purposes. And uh, so that's what we're talking about today is uh, how you came to the idea for this app, how you've begun putting it together. And, and I want to get, first of all, a little bit of your background because you seem to me a guy that was uniquely situated to solve this particular problem. Yeah, those,
0: those two questions really go hand in hand. Uh, I spent 18 years in radio and uh, did literally thousands of interviews that sounded awful because they were on the phone you know the the host sounds great but the interviewee the person who all has all the information in theory uh sounds terrible and i just got really frustrated with that process and a couple of years ago uh, one of the artists we played on my radio station uh, is a friend of mine and so i wanted to use some audio of his in a uh, broadcast we were doing and i didn't want phone audio and so i decided uh, i would email him and i said dave Answer these questions, but open up the voice memos app on your phone, record the answers in there, and then uh, email them to me. I thought that that that's got to be better than phone, right? Well, he he sent that file to me and it sounded unbelievable, it was so good. Um, just a little tiny tweaking on our end and it sounded like he was in the studio. And I started going, huh. Now, if, what if I could talk to him on the phone, and his phone could record him with that kind of quality, and then I started saying, well, what if my phone could do the same thing with me while we talked, and then we just piece the interview together on the cloud, and ultimately that's how Ringer was formed, just a, a little idea of how can we get better audio for my radio show, and uh, then turn it into something that a whole bunch of people could use.
1: You know, I, in my other show, I, I do a, a podcast called Pod on Pod, and we review other podcasts weekly. And one of my big hang-ups in that show is no matter how great your mics are, no matter how beautiful a studio you've built, uh, no matter how high quality your uh, equipment is, and no matter how uh, professional your producer is, When you introduce phone calls or uh, outside interviews into your show, you have sacrificed your audio quality to somebody else's technological uh, hiccups, hangups, and uh, the lack of fidelity that you're getting there. Uh Ringer is the opportunity to, to take that away and to fix that. And I've begun to take advantage of it. I've begun proselytizing, telling everybody I, I can that does any interviews, hey, you've got to start using this app. It's ridiculous that we continue to live in the dark ages and, and listen to this fuzz for five and ten minutes at a time. Um, but my question to you is this. Coming from that background in radio, and, and this is something that I've struggled with myself, I get a great idea and I think, uh, Tim, this is the the app, that's going to save everybody's uh, bacon and make me a million dollars. And yet I'm not a technical guy. How do you go from the idea and the problem to actually solving it and fixing it with the hardware that you got in your pocket?
0: Well, I've always been entrepreneurial, but have never been an entrepreneur until now. And what I mean by that is this, I never had or was willing to go get the people um, that it took to make something like this happen. I always felt like I had to do it myself. It was my idea. And so I was going to use my knowledge to put it together and my money to finance it. And I realized very quickly with this idea that I had the idea, but I had none of the knowledge to make it happen. And I sure as heck didn't have the money to make it happen. And so I was talking with a friend of mine, just sort of sharing these thoughts uh, about nine or 10 months ago. It was in May of 2014. And he said, um, well, I guess that's almost 12 months ago now. Wow, time flies. Uh, and he said, uh, man, I think I know somebody who can do that. And so he went and, and shared the idea with some developers, and they, they got excited in a hurry and said, yeah, we can. And they gave me the bill <laughs> of what it would be. And I went, oh, well, that was a nice idea. We'll move on to something else now. Uh, but really felt like these guys were uniquely suited to develop the product Uh, Our CTO has his computer science PhD from the University of Illinois with a focus in audio and media. And so he is just perfectly targeted for for developing this. And so I went to a venture capital firm in in my town and just uh, made a phone call, cold call. We had no product. We had no business name. We had no business plan. And this is not usually how it goes, but I called them Thursday afternoon. They called back Thursday night. We met on Friday, and we had money on Monday. and. Um, it was the combination of my idea with the people who could do it, with the people who could help pay for it, and bringing those all together at the same time that really was what was able to launch Ringer.
1: But you gotta, you got to believe that that many people uh, from different backgrounds and different experiences all thinking not only is this an idea to pursue, but an idea to pursue immediately. Uh, that must have been confirmation for you that you were on the right track. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, uh, I... I, I think this doesn't happen very often for a number of reasons, but but that is primary among them, that um, everybody believed and believed at the same time. And it was one, I've always thought the best ideas are the ones that when somebody hears them, they go, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? And this feels like one of those ideas where when you tell podcasters or broadcasters or other people who record audio for various reasons what you're doing, they go, oh, that's unbelievable. Let's do it. You know, let's do it right now. And that's really what um, my tech team and my financial team uh, really felt like when I shared the idea with them. And uh, now we're off and
1: running. It, it really does seem, Tim, in retrospect, like something that, that should have been or could have been built in from the very beginning to a service like uh, FaceTime audio or, uh, or even Skype. You know, it seems like something. Why has no one thought of this before? It seems so obvious in retrospect.
0: Yeah, a couple of reasons. One, uh, this concept um, in radio, uh, and it's a terrible name, but it's called a Double Ender. And they've been doing this for years, uh, where essentially you would connect on your landline with two people who have studios. So you would sit down at your studio in Chicago, and someone would sit down at their studio in Dallas, and they would connect on their landline telephone, but each side would record into their studio – and then one person would mail their reel to reel or in more common days or you know recent days would email their file to the other one and they would try to time sync it in their own software and play it back so it sounded like they were in the same place at the same time. So that idea has been around for a while. Um, but I, I think part of the problem is uh, our phones haven't necessarily been able to process two different things at the same time for very long. It's only been in the last few years that these devices, we're asking it to do two things. We're asking it to send a low-quality version over voice over IP like Skype or FaceTime, and we're asking the device to hold on to a very high-quality copy of that on its hard drive until the call is over. And so getting an app to have a phone or a tablet do two things at the same time, I think really became the next stumbling block in, um, in, in moving forward, and we're at a place now that that can happen.
1: So let's talk about where you started, uh, and you you started with uh, the iOS side of things, an uh, an iPhone app coming first, of course, uh, with support for the iPad there as well. Um, was there? What were some of the reasons why you guys chose to start with the iPhone?
0: Well, I'd love to give you a bunch of flowery reasons and well thought out reasons that we did it. The first and foremost is I have an iPhone. <laughs> That's a good enough reason. <laughs> um, but there there really was some other theory behind it. Um, one iOS users tend to be more early adopters than Android users, Um, and so we really felt like we could get um, a a lot of early feedback from those who have the iPhones and people who are willing just to try stuff because they think it's cool. Uh, The second reason was um, getting into the App Store and developing for an iPhone uh, can tend to be a lot more complex and time-consuming than the Android. And so we figured to have less lag time between the two versions coming out. If we went with Android first and put all our development time leading up to that, we would have just a couple of months before Android was released rather than the other way around, where you release Android and then you have a whole bunch of bugs and problems and complexities for the iOS, and now you're waiting six, seven, eight months for that one to come out. We wanted to put those two as close together as we possibly could.
1: Uh, I, I, as an iPhone user myself, I'm awfully glad that you chose to go that that route uh, as well, although I have already hit uh, a, a few interviews that I've got. Uh, loosely scheduled, but we're waiting for that Android app to drop. So let's talk about that. You and I are a little inside baseball here. We're recording this interview uh, in the last week of April, uh, but this is going to be playing back sometime in the middle of May on the show. So uh, trying to project forward, and I know, of course, dates are movable, but by the middle of May, how close will we be to the Android release? Well, uh, this
0: will be the first uh, public announcement of this. Um, May 1st, it should be available on Google Play. So as they're listening to this, it should, it
1: should already be out there. Excellent.
0: By the time this airs, Android should be up and running and uh, available for everybody to go grab.
1: And and after you get that uh, to the solid, stable place where, you, where I know you want it to get, so we're probably talking about at least a few uh, software updates there and revisions as your team really focuses on the Android side. But once that's up and running, do you have plans to extend it to Windows and Mac as well, or is this going to stay a mobile-only app?
0: No, we will definitely have a um, a plug-in available for Windows and Mac. Um, That will probably come sometime during the summer so that if you already have a studio set up with uh, mics and processors and a computer, then your natural workflow just works that way. Um, This will be able to run right in conjunction with everything you normally use. So you'll sound exactly the same as you always do recording, and then you can connect with anybody on their computer, on their tablet,
1: or uh, on their smartphone as well. I that I'm literally I'm giddy. I'm jumping up and down on my chair right now as you're you're telling me this, Tim. This is is such good news for me and I know a lot of other podcasters and and broadcasters are into it. I've got that same background that you do in radio. And while now I was not around for the time of the double ender on the reel to reel tapes and, and uh, shipping it uh, around in the mail, I have done that very thing through email, through Dropbox, through other online services like that. And I've done it a lot for podcasts, too. Now, uh, in the podcasting world, we tend to, to do that with Skype. But the fact that with Ringer, you you get to take out all those third-party apps, you get to take out all the complexity that you're asking your guest to assume, and and you're in charge of it all, the starting and the stopping, the scheduling, and the editing after the fact. You guys are just making it really, really easy. Let's talk a little bit about how you're going to make it uh, financially lucrative for yourself and and, uh, how you're going to turn this into a stable, uh, long-term business. Uh, I know... Uh, you've already discussed in some other places publicly, uh, long-term, this is not going to be a, a free service. You're looking at more of a freemium model, free for some, free for some uses, and other use cases will be a, a pay model. Uh, talk about that a little bit as far as uh, you understand it currently.
0: Yeah, we are in beta right now, so everything is free, unlimited interviews, the download's free. You know, There's no paid anything at the moment. Our plan is September 1st to begin converting to a, a revenue-generating model and uh here's how we see that playing out the download will always be free uh for interviewer and interviewee the big reason is for the interviewee because if you're being interviewed cuz you just wrote a book the last thing you're going to do is pay to be interviewed so the download will always be free and the freemium model will will look uh this way essentially you can do unlimited interviews and record them for free however the quality will be fairly low it will be better than phone um but it will be uh, quite a bit less than perfect. Uh, you'll still be able to do it. You'll be able to um, archive things. But for, for broadcast, um, while it's, again, better than phone, it won't be ideal. It will also only come in a mono file, whereas for the paid users, you will get the absolute best quality you can possibly get. You'll get multiple file types. You'll have the ability to plug in external microphones to your devices. You'll also get the PC or uh, Mac plug-in Uh, for free with paid models so that you can use your computer and uh, any other additional features that we decide to add, conference calling uh, and other things like that will be layered on top of that monthly model. And uh, right now, starting September 1st, that looks like it will be uh, $19 per month for unlimited calls.
1: Uh, it seems very reasonable to me, and I like the fact that you've got lots of different options there dependent upon, so everybody can sort of find a way that this uh, app and this service is going to fit into their workflow and their life uh and their budget too so so good options there tim
0: well thanks we're we're hoping that that's the case and um you know we want a sort of an everybody in philosophy um and and if someone can use the free model to say connect with a soldier who's ser- serving overseas and record that call and keep it on their computer to listen to for all time or share with friends and family members. We want them to be able to do that for free or to connect with a loved one who might be uh, sick and on the other side of the country, other side of the world. Um, You you remember the days of storing answering machine messages and you'd save it just so you could hear someone's voice. Um, I really hope that Ringer can be used in that respect for just the average everyday person who wants to do it. But if you're going to use it on a professional level and you're going to be, um, in theory, making money and impacting lives with a broadcast or a podcast or in a corporate environment – uh, we think there's some value in that for you and for us as well.
1: Yeah, strongly agreed. And and you use the example of a soldier. And I haven't uh, spoken with a, a service member, but I have used this app to call my grandmother. I had one of those voicemails from from my grandmother. She's in the, uh, the hospital right now. She's in and out of the nursing home. Uh, she's in her late 80s. And uh, I had a couple of voicemails saved as she's calling to talk to me or about my kids and that kind of thing. And uh, using Ringer, I thought, hey, this is something I can call get my mom to hand her the iPhone, and I could talk to, to Nana for a little while and get that uh, voice and those stories sort of saved for whatever I might use them for in the future, even if it's just for adding on to a, uh, a family video project or, or just sharing with the family and friends after she might be gone. You know, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful tool. Uh, well, that's awesome. I love hearing that,
0: and I hope more and more people decide to, to use Ringer for that very purpose. Um, even if we make not a cent on it and actually cost us a little money, that's okay. We also think for businesses, if you're doing uh, PowerPoint presentations and you want to have your customers sharing um, live testimonials about your product, well, what better way than to connect with them on Ringer? Then you have it, it sounds like you were right there with them with a microphone on their face asking them what they think of what it is you do, when in reality, you just connected on Ringer, you popped it into PowerPoint or Keynote. And now you can be sharing these things with your investors or uh, others at your company in a really powerful way.
1: Tim, you guys are in the middle of some exciting stuff right now as uh, Ringer is part of an accelerator program. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we uh, go there, I just wanted to ask you, have you discussed it all or has your company discussed at all the idea of the sort of building ringer app in, into more of a social network i'm thinking specifically about soundcloud and the fact that they've got all of this audio storage and one of the ways that they're looking to monetize on that long term is Hey, you come to our app you come to our website to listen to that audio and then we can potentially serve you ads long term have you guys thought about that at all archiving and and directly using your website to showcase this audio yeah we have um the when you start streaming it's a whole different deal um
0: because certainly in terms of what it costs because if if you're streaming it to 400 people that's one thing but if somebody big picks up on it and you got a million streams all of a sudden um your servers are really pushed to the limit and the your costs go way up so we're still investigating some of that however um the social network thing uh we are strongly considering as we move forward, because we know that there are millions upon millions of authors and athletes and artists and actors and experts and professors and people who have content to share with the media. And you have hundreds of thousands of media who are looking for great content to share on their show. And so we really feel like um, as the media begins to adopt Ringer, um, that that is a valuable asset to people who want access to that media And so we really feel like we can build a bit of a marketplace, a LinkedIn kind of style marketplace for um, promotion and for interviews. And so if you're a media member and you're looking for someone to talk with about taxes on tax day, you can type in taxes, find all the experts who are on the platform who've written books or are professors or CPAs, uh, connect with them right there on the app, request an interview, do it on your phone and have it right away. And uh, we really think there might be something to that angle of a, a social media network.
1: Tim, you, you're only supposed to have one brilliant idea in a career, man. You can't you can't stumble <laughs> upon two of them in a row there like that. Now it's you got to spread them around. Well, you know, it's it's really the extension of a problem that I experienced
0: in radio. And um, you know, if you have a couple hundred thousand media members all using the same thing for the same reason. That's an incredibly valuable asset, and um, we don't plan to sell them to anyone, but we do think that there's going to be some value to both sides for being able to connect people more seamlessly for these types of interviews, and you can find the exact person you want at the exact time you want them and uh, really sort of take out the middleman of sending bulk spam emails to thousands of radio stations trying to get one or two interviews for your new book Um, that just seems to be really old school and hopefully this will start to change that discussion.
1: That's some, some really exciting stuff there. Uh, Tim, before we get you out of here, let's talk a little bit about the accelerator and, and your current phase, uh, with ringer. Um, where are you guys at? What's going on right now? And, and tell us some of the things that you're learning and some of the ways that the company is expanding already. Yeah, we joined the Ocean
0: Accelerator Program in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, in January of this year, and that program will end at the end of June. And it's really uh, the first of its kind, as far as accelerators go, in that it's not just a business accelerator, though that is really our focus. Uh, It's also focused on um, the business person, him or herself, and um, building a person of character, As you run a business and uh, looking inside yourself, finding out what you believe, why you believe it, um, examining the faith component of all this, and then applying those principles to uh, running a business in an honest and and upfront way. And it's been a great experience. Um, I'm not a business guy, really, by background. And so um, we did like a six-week boot camp to start. I learned all sorts of things that I didn't know I didn't know. And uh, that's been a really, really good thing. And then uh, the next six weeks, were really spent on getting ready for Demo Day, which is uh, really our opportunity to pitch to uh, hundreds of investors who all came to Cincinnati for a a big day to hear from the 10 companies that are a part of this. And then uh, the rest of our time is going to be focused on uh, uh, really developing those relationships with investors, continuing to uh, refine our product and then hopefully uh, move out into the uh, the big bad world with uh, something that people want to get their hands on.
1: Really cool stuff. The CEO of Ringer, you can find him online at R-I-N-G-R dot U-S. It's Tim Sinclair. Uh, Tim, you and I have uh, another connection, not just the, the radio background, but I do... The uh, pre-game and post-game shows for Louisiana Tech University football here locally in Ruston, Louisiana, and I see on your profile you're the the PA voice of the Illini and uh, the Chicago Fire too. Uh, how do the Illini look this fall, man? Well, you know
0: um, our spring sports are awesome. Uh, <laughs> our uh, our our golf team just won the Big Ten Championships by 32 strokes. Our tennis team just won the Big Ten Championship four zip over. Uh, uh, who was it, Ohio State. Our baseball teams won 17 in a row. And so uh, we're really excited about spring sports at the moment. Uh, f- <laughs> f- football uh, w- and basketball, we will we will see. We're hopeful every single year. And uh, last year, we went six and six before the bowl game. And uh, that was a marked improvement. And so if we can continue that kind of trajectory, uh, we'll be just fine.
1: Hope springs eternal, right?
0: It does. And uh, being a being a Cubs fan, too, I'm getting used to it. So
1: All right, man. Hey, Tim, I I appreciate you so much for joining us. And more than that, thank you for this wonderful app. Thank you for uh, providing a service that I at least have been getting a ton of use out of. And I I think uh, a lot of people are going to be surprised by how much it can improve uh, the way that they interact with uh, people in their business, in their industry, whatever it might be, in their personal life. This is an exciting thing, man.
0: Well, thank you, Joel. I appreciate you um, spreading the word and uh, look forward to talking with you more about it again in the future.
1: What a great guy. Tim Sinclair there with Ringer. You can check him out, R-I-N-G-R dot U-S. That's the website. But they're available now on iPhone and Android devices. And if you have any reason whatsoever to have a conversation with someone and keep it uh, in perpetuity or to use that audio again at a later date, even if it's just for your own uh, listening enjoyment, I strongly suggest checking out Ringer, uh, whether you're an iPhone or Android user. Check it out today in the App Store. Again, just start at R-I-N-G-R. Thanks so much to Tim for joining me on this week's show, and we've got big stuff coming for you in the future. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking to Aaron Corney from Maker Studios on YouTube, and we're talking specifically with him about the difference between YouTube production and podcasting. He does a bit of both. He's also got a podcast called The Tragic Show, and we'll be talking to him about both of those shows, where they came from, where they're going, and the differences in audio and video production. All of that and more coming up soon here on meandthegeekpod.com. Dot com. Don't forget to email us if you've got questions or feedback, Geek at teamprocreate.com. You can write us a review in iTunes or Stitcher. That surely helps other people find this show if you're enjoying it. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. Just search for Me and the Geek. Until next week, I'm Joel Sharpton um, at The Rogue's Life on Twitter. And uh, this week's geek was Tim Sinclair from Ringer. And this has been the podcast.
0: One, two, three, four.
1: Me and the Geek is a proud member of the ProCast Network, a Procreate production. Procreate is a community of artists in film, music, the digital arts, and fine arts that helps them connect and collaborate on projects. You can find out more at teamprocreate.com. Also, be sure to check out one of our other great shows like Pod on Pod, a weekly review of a different podcast to help you find your new favorite show. Josh and Joel are your hosts as they walk through the wide world of podcasting. From comedy to self-help, Josh and Joel listen to it all so you don't have to.
0: Hello. Hi, it's Helen from the dry cleaners here. We found something in the
1: pocket of the trousers you brought in.
0: Oh, really? What was it?
1: Another pair of trousers.
0: Oh, how'd
1: that happen? Like getting your money's worth. Enjoy the delicious spicy chicken snack wrap, just one forty nine from the McDonald's saver menu. <whistles> Served after ten thirty a.m. except in selected restaurants, which will serve this from eleven a.m. Price and participation may vary. This is not just bread. This is a delicious
0: M&S sliced loaf. Just one of our range that has been sliced from one pound fifteen to 65p. Enriched with vitamin D and fibre, it's great for packed lunches. This is not just value, this is M&S value. Subject to availability excludes franchise stores.